All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Julia's podcast. Um, I have used to do this podcast. I think I did it for about two years, and then things just got really busy, and uh, they sort of stopped. I stopped turning them out every week. And uh, last week, I was driving in the car, and I thought, I miss having these amazing conversations with facilitators all over the world every week. So I texted Blossom and I said, Blossom, if I bring my radio show back, would you be the first guest to kick it off? And she said, of course. So, um, and then this saucy little topic of marriage uh, came up. She suggested it and I thought, I was already thinking that. So um, that's the direction we're going. So thanks for being here, Blossom. Yeah, thank you. I always love chatting. And, and I was like, gosh, what do we talk about? Like, right voice or creativity or – and this was so, so fun when we got to it. Because um, I know it's a really big topic for a lot of people and was in your life before you chose it. Like, you know, I'm sure we'll oh, get into absolutely. that. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> um, and uh, – Actually, we're two of the few people I know that have found the access tools and then chosen to get married. So I figured it'd be an interesting conversation. Yeah, it definitely starts you from a different perspective with it than married and then finding the tools. So, but, but um, uh, what was I going to say? It was just really funny yesterday, too, how Dane, um, that article came out with Dane in the UK press about those different statistics with marriage, and then he gave those awesome answers back to all of them. I was like, wow, I need to, I need to remember to use some of these things. But the statistics were horrific. It was really, really interesting. Yeah, the top one said that 3%, only 3% of couples were happier after getting married than before they got <laughs> married. Um, but you know what, that one actually, first it shocked me, and then it made a lot of sense to me, because really, like, no thing, I wouldn't really expect a thing to make you happier. Um, right. And I don't know that I expected, by the time I chose to get married, I didn't actually expect it to make me happier. I had the awareness it would expand my life or contribute to my life or my future, um, but I thankfully, with the tools of access, I've gotten really clear that my happiness is actually my own, that's my own problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my exactly. responsibility. Um, and, uh, and I wonder I, how many people are putting, you know, marriage will make me happier as an expectation on their marriage. And gosh, that's a lot for, for a little thing called a marriage to handle. Yeah. I just thought of a new book title. We could call it Husband Isn't the Problem, You Are. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it, it is a really big expectation. And um, Anthony and I got married like what two weeks ago, I think, on June third. And uh, it, we planned the wedding in twenty four hours. And yeah, just to do it, you know, I'm not a citizen of the United States, and you know, we wanted to get married, and we were planning it, but we just decided to do it sort of last minute. And um, it was. It was devastating. Like, I was so excited, and the day was the most beautiful day, the most beautiful wedding you could ask for. And then afterwards, I actually cried. I was like, oh, my gosh, I totally gave up the fantasy. But as it was coming out, I was like, oh, it's gone, and it's never going to come back. But it was like, I just – and then after I looked at it, I was like, wow. 
like this concept has like held me my whole life and I just sort of walked into it and got rid of it by choosing to do it that way. But it really is a really big, it's a thing. Like I like how you said that. It's just a thing and it's not going to make you happy necessarily. I wonder, um, now I feel like we approached, like our pre-access approach to marriage was very, very different and then our post-access was different too because I never, I mean, I, my entire life I had like long-term relationships, you know, seven years, four years, and my big thing with all of them was always just don't ask me to marry you. Like, this is great, (laughs) love you so much, this is going awesome, don't ruin this by ending our relationship by asking me to marry you. Like, I had so much stuff around marriage. I had never fantasized about the dress or the flowers or anything. Like, wow. And, and, and I'll, you know, we can chat more about, like, what it took to change that. But I feel like you were sort of the opposite, which... Total uh, opposite. I was like, you better, always, like, you better, like, not ruin this and marry me. <laughs> <laughs> so what was like, your pre marriage pre-access dream I I mean I like growing up I I always thought about it like I thought about where I wanted it to be held I remember when I was 17 I catered a wedding like it wasn't like I worked for a catering company but it was a town of 700 people so it was just like you just help out at different families' weddings and stuff. And I catered this one wedding in this beautiful English garden out in the country in this big brick stone house and the white tents and the lights in the trees. And it was like, it's like, it was like that had everything to do, like, it, it was like I tried to fit that into every guy that I met, like that image. Like I had this very specific image of exactly what it was going to look like and all of the dresses on Pinterest and and um (laughs) it was just it was very defined like it was it was the total opposite of you it was it was you know my parents were are happily married for 30 years and I think probably the last two years just working with Gary I sort of started rebelling against that but just sort of out of like, okay, well, if that's what I was doing before and I was a total romantic and into fantasy, then I have to do the opposite now. So I started like swearing, you know, I'm never getting married. I'm never going to have kids. And it was so funny because I talked to somebody who took a foundation from me last March, so like a year and a bit ago, and she took a foundation with me about a month ago, and she's like, do you remember what you said, like, one year ago? And it was so funny because I was, like, married, you know? Um, but it, I, really, for me, it was very much uh, just, like, a very set, solid, fixed, perfect fantasy. Um, yeah, it was very strong in my world. So I wonder the, the like, the choice to get married um, – it's funny, once the topic started coming up in my life, and like Gary and Dane started poking me like, ooh, you're going to get married. And it was right. sort of like somebody had just, um, you know, was like teasing me about something mean. And I was like, no, I'm not going to get married. Like, why would you say that? That's horrible. <laughs> so, um, and, and it actually was a question, um, you know, with, with a little bit of a wedgie. Um, but no, I thought, and and the first time Ron and I talked about it, I was like, 
Hi, it's Chantal. Really had this thing of, um, well, I'd be willing to do that as long as nobody knew about it. Right. Again, this sense of like everybody's projections and their expectations and what that would mean to them um, was so intense. And I actually finally like realized that there was something a little bit fucked up about my in- the intensity of my point of view around the topic. Um, right. So I did a private session with Gary, and I had to. We ran the meeting process for a complete hour just on that word, and I realized the word marriage. The word marriage. Yeah. Wow. What does marriage mean to you? Spew, 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 like the end of me, death, like no sex, like just terrible, terrible words, right? Right. Um, It means no freedom. It means unhappiness. Like it just meant all these weird things. And I'm creating it. And and what do I mean to marriage? I mean, you know, I'll have to rebel. Like all these these things. So it took an hour with Gary Douglas, wow. like most dynamic processor facilitator, on the yeah, to unwind that energy enough that I could actually look at that topic with curiosity, like, oh, well, what would that look like, and what would I like to create, and would that be fun? It was pretty wild wow. how enmeshed that was. Yeah, no. What What was your, you know, not that it's relevant, but just out of for my own curiosity, like, what what with your parents' realities in regards to marriage? Oh, no, I think it is relevant because we pick up everybody's stuff. You know, my parents have been divorced since I was two. Um, Mm -hmm. Most of my grandparents, I had the world's most grandparents you could have, I think like 16 or something, because everybody had been divorced and remarried. (laughs) That's a lot. So... um, So, yeah, I definitely, you know, and then I was raised among that sort of hippie paradigm where it's just not that relevant. And, um, yeah, so so I just had a lot of stuff mixed up in there and had decided that marriage was really, A, not for me, and B, not a very positive thing. Right. That's so funny. Yeah, because I was the exact opposite. It was like, you know, even my dad, it's very funny, he'll, he'll talk about people in access and he'll say, you know, well, they're single, aren't they? Like, he's like, so how many of the people coming to your class are single and how many are married? And it's like the people who are single, they're like the crazy misfit people, you know, who can't get their lives together. (laughs) It was like, it's a very strong point of view that, you know, like, like who wants to be alone? Like why, what is wrong with you that no, nobody would want to marry you or that you are so disagreeable that you wouldn't be married to someone? Oh, and um, I was so the opposite. I was like, I, can't, I don't want to give up being a misfit and conform. Exactly. <laughs> Part of this normal thing people do. Ah, don't make me be normal. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That yeah. Is, so I'm curious. By the time you chose that, what, like, what was the energy around it for you? Like, did you actually get to the point where it felt like just a choice and just a fun thing to do? Or what questions did you ask? Like, what what got you to sure in 24 hours? Let's do this. Yeah. Well, I mean. Uh, I think for one thing is that, I mean, it's oh, a really good question. There's a couple of things. One thing was like, like I, I got a little bit upset that morning, like, you know, 
Like, are we really going to do this? Are you sure? And But it was just, like, the choice to just, I don't know. It was just, like, I'm not going to control this. I can't control this. I, But, you know, it, a lot of it really was because, um, you know, I was, I was disappointed that my, my parents weren't going to be there and things like that. But I, I, I don't know, Blossom. It was just like, it was just light. Like the whole thing, the whole time was just light. Like there was no, like I looked at the energies of not getting married. I looked at the energies of, you know, because with me also there's a very, very, very big commitment to taking on a 7-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 15-year-old. So that was another and so it was like, like the marriage really made that. And then actually after the marriage, Arya started, after the wedding, Arya started calling me mom on Gary's recommendation. Because um, we called Gary the next day and said, you like, like, what do we do to have, you know, what do we have to do to, like, what do I have to do? Because I was not at peace with it. Because I kind of had just like that, cold, like that second day cold feet sort of thing. And I said, and Gary said, you actually need to ask Aria who she needs you to be in her world. Mm-hmm. And it, like, was a big piece of this. And so we're like, well, she has wanted to call me mom for six months. And Gary's like, you have to let her. Like, you have to let her choose who you are in her world. It's not your choice. You are not allowed to control that. So, um, that's a bit of a side note, but that just that created a lot of peace with the whole thing, and and the, it's just the the marriage itself was so light because it really was like for Anthony and I were like we're known as the two romantics of access, and we're Cinderella and Prince Charming, and and so the like us getting married actually did create something really really neat in terms of like we're really committed to each other now, and it's not like this thing of like you know the access thing of like. Are you going to, you know, not the real access thing, but the thing of, like, are you going to go here? Or, like, is this open? Or, like, that commitment. And then the commitment with the kids and the family um, cre- just created something really, really, really different that we didn't have before. So I, I, we just chose it because it was so light the whole way through. Even when it was scary, it was like, wow, this is going to create something that actually has never existed before. Hmm. That's really cool. And what's funny is I would say planning a wedding, I had the same experience because I had such a, I don't want to dress, I don't want to this, I don't want to, but when I started looking at, hey, what would actually be fun and what would create and what what would create the future we desire, what would create more with our different like worlds and communities, we ended up having a um, it wasn't big, you know, it was like 90 people or something, but a full-on wedding. You know, people flew yeah, from all over the world, and it was a huge production. It was three days in New York. Um, and I couldn't believe that, like, we're, we're such opposites in a lot of these ways. Like, I had such peace and lightness through doing something like that, which normally I would have dreaded. I remember right. before just being like, this feels so just light, like, right, like, people are here, and this is fun, and I'm grateful, and um, so I get it doesn't actually matter at all what the choice is, it's, it's about, are you choosing from that, um, that lightness, and that, what you know, and whatever's true for you. Um, Yeah, no, and it's really funny how, you know, I bought my dress at the thrift store for $75 at 2 o'clock, 
and I walked down the aisle at 3 o'clock. Wow. <laughs> and like, that would have been a little closer to what you probably done. And I probably, you know, if we were going based on our, I mean, you probably wouldn't have been married at all, but if we were going based on our fantasies, we could have switched weddings and had it's what we wanted totally. as a fantasy. <laughs> and I almost wonder, you know, but you, you came into Axis with this whole romantic thing and then sort of got over it by going, okay, no, that's not the important part. The important part is the choice. And I sort yeah. of came at it the other way, like, hey, would I be willing to allow this receiving and this, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We were, <laughs> we were playing with different energies. <laughs> oh, that's really funny, actually. I didn't, until we had the conversation, ever think of it that way, but that's exactly yeah. what it was. No, I had my only a panic attack at all planning my wedding was when I went to my final wedding dress fitting, actually, and I had the most beautiful wedding dress from Saks and blah, 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 and I tried it on, and I was like, I can't wear this and I had already paid for it it was 100% paid for and I went shopping through the whole store to try to find a colorful dress to get married in <laughs> and I texted pictures of like other dresses to, like Susie and Simone and all these people and they're like well I actually think your wedding dress is really pretty <laughs> that was my only panic attack and I ended up wearing a white dress but that was the only thing I was always like I can't do it I can't wear a white dress <laughs> Oh, that is so funny. For yeah. me, I think that the, the the reason that, like, my panic attack was actually about my community back home. And Anthony kind of poked me with this before the wedding. He's like, because, you know, it was very quickly that we switched from, like, the the whole nine yards garden country wedding with 500 people to eight people, you know, on the, on the May River in South Carolina. And Anthony said to me, like, he's like, when we were still planning the, the traditional fantasy wedding, um, that actually, you know, Gary said, like, you didn't have enough time to become a bridezilla. You didn't have enough time to expect, project. He said, your wedding was not the most significant day of your life. It was part of the joy of living. It was another day in the joy of living. And I thought that was so beautiful, and I was so grateful for him saying that. But before the wedding when I was still planning like the whole nine yards fantasy wedding, I, it was really, it was not about me at all. It was, I mean, it was about me. Of course it is. Cause I'd like to be the center of attention, but it was like the wedding was for like, it was about like the 500 people and like my friend's parents and my cousins and my, all of my friends and how would I line them up as bridesmaids and like, like just this whole sort of, song and dance of all those things and and I thought that's what I wanted and it was like when I actually walked down the aisle and like I I did not think once that my dress was from a thrift shop a thrift store an hour earlier than if it had been ten thousand dollars and I'm not saying that the that that the seventy five dollar dress is hippie superior to the ten thousand dollar dress but it was like it was like I just realized that, like, it was not important to me. Yeah, it was totally irrelevant. And and it was really cool to see that, like, the, the peace that I did have with the small wedding and just how much, you know, exhaustion and significance that would have really gone into having, you know, the big farm wedding with the 500 people. Yeah. And, like, it's really not relevant. And I think that's such a good point. Like a lot of a lot of women really like the 
the idea of a wedding more than they do the idea of then of a marriage. And marriage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you totally. do end up you do end up usually in a marriage after you throw that wedding. So <laughs> there is that. Yeah. <laughs> which which I know, you know, um I know we wanted to talk not just about weddings, but the whole marriage thing and all the tools required to make that work and all the points of view about to do it or not do it and the significance and the, you know, I'm wondering if anybody does have questions um, on, on this topic, like what you would like to know either about it or how Julia and I or I interacted with it or what tools we used, like now that we huh, chose that, <laughs> we can definitely <laughs> open that up too. Yeah. A couple of people are muted here. I'll unmute you guys. Um, doesn't sound like it right now. Um, if you do have questions, please interject at any time. Um, but that does bring us to kind of a, our next conversation. Um, like, like, what has marriage been for you? What has marriage created for you? Like, why did you choose marriage? You know, I chose it literally from the tool, if I choose this, what will my life be like in one year? If I choose this, what will my life be like in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years? And if I don't, what will my life be like in one year, in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years? And it just always felt bigger. Um, it always felt bigger when I chose that. And I would say that was the sole thing. Um, now, when I look at sort of what Ron requires or his universe around the whole thing too, he comes from a much more traditional world. Um, he had already mm-hmm. been married um, actually for 30 years. He's 32 years older than me. So that was another, that's a whole other topic, right, about projections and expectations. And because, um, mm-hmm. man, that brought, up, that brought up some shit for people too. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Anthony and, is pretty much my dad's age, so. We got a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anthony's twenty-two years older than me. Oh, you wouldn't guess it. Nobody realized. So young to me. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. He he really, really does. I thought he was like, you know, thirty-three, thirty-five, thirty-seven, but he's he's in his forties. Well, I yeah, I inherited three kids too as a sidebar, but they just happened to be in their late twenties and early thirties and have kids of their own. So you know. (laughs) I know. I now have six grandchildren. I just think I should support that. But but so when I looked also at what he required, um, it created so much more. Like he didn't didn't want to just live together indefinitely. He actually wanted to have that that commitment or that partnership or that word. It actually made it easier for him to introduce me to people. It made it easier for him to include me in his life. Yeah. Um, so I went, oh, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. You know, he, he, can't, he couldn't bring his 30-year younger girlfriend to meet the board of directors of some nonprofits he works on and have peace in his world, but he could bring his wife regardless of what their judgments are. Um, so there was sort cool. of this pragmatic piece of that. Um, and then just the what will my life be like where, where it continued to – to be lighter. Um, and I, 
I really didn't think that it would feel any different getting married because I'd done so much like destroying and uncreating the significance of it. And we'd already been together for three years. We owned a house. We lived together. So I didn't think it would change anything. And it, it does. It does. I, that what, was something I wanted to talk about because I've just been doing this for two weeks and it really does. <laughs> Yeah, and I get that's different for everyone, but you said, like, your commitment to each other changed. And I get that that was really different. It was sort of like, I'm not going anywhere. And it's not I'm not going anywhere from I now have no choice and I'm doomed to this or till death do us part. It wasn't that energy at all, and our vows weren't that energy at all. It was just like, no, we, we're, we're doing this. Like, we are creating a life and and we will continue to ask the questions that make that work for both of us but it it there was just sort of this there was this other energy that entered that I hadn't expected um and that was just there and that's probably um I don't even know if that's a good or a bad thing I think it just is and something to recognize like as much as you think oh nothing will change um there is there is this other entity there now which is the marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. Um, I actually really like the recommendation of doing the meaning process on marriage because um, one thing that I've noticed is is um, there's a lot of, you know, just like there's so much more commitment and we have a lot of just peace with different things that we didn't before. But one thing that I have noticed that I have to be really um, – present with and and I'm changing is is sort of the the heaviness of marriage like I do feel um you know the the projection of marriage and the expectations of marriage and um I'm definitely gonna do your do what you said and 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 look at you know just marriage because it's not like there's not really a heaviness between Anthony and I but there is something that is sort of since two weeks since the date two or three weeks ago there is something there that was not there before and it does sort of feel like just this conclusion of the concept marriage so yeah um, it is and people's um even just like Megan and I have talked about this and sometimes she takes her wedding ring off just to like go out and have a drink and it's not because she wants to go home with somebody it's because you you are treated different. There's this, oh, that's a married woman versus, oh, that's a woman. <laughs> exactly. You you do, and you know, and how do you play with those projections and expectations and how do you use them to your advantage and, um, and all of that. But, you know, also I've noticed, um, like I didn't have a really traditional, I did a lot of work before I got married on like, you know, what does my dad mean to me, right? And, like, all the things a dad is supposed to be, because my dad was sort of none of them. And so Mm -hmm. in order to have a good relationship with him, I had to give up any expectation of what a dad is or does, because he would fail them in spades. Um, And so, and we actually have a really cool, we created a really cool relationship once I was like, okay, you're not a dad, you're you, and what contribution can you be to me? Right. Um, And so... So I feel like I didn't have a lot of 
husband things, like what does a husband mean? Um, but that's another, that's another thing that I think is really good to like run the meaning process on. And then I ran it a lot on being a wife too, just to make sure, because sometimes then you start in a relationship, you start expecting different things and you're like, well, yeah, because he's my husband, so he should, which is crazy. Yeah. 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 Oh, can no, I, can I, I jump in with a question? Oh, please. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hi, Chantel here. How are you? Hey. Hi, Chantel. Hi, from Vancouver. I, I kind of, I, I love what you're saying because I kind of grew up in a family probably more similar to Julia. Like I have, and I don't know if it's just because I come from a French background where everyone's married and has kids, but like literally there's no divorce in my family. Like it's no. in, on the French side. Like, and there's, I have about eight cousins and, you know, ten aunts and uncles and, so I've just seen this like amazing su- and support of partnerships my entire life. Like I've just seen how people have been through crazy amounts of like hardships, but just having that partner was 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 like such a solid ground. Um, but I and so I so I think I have a lot of significance to it because I've just seen how it important it, it can be, and I would love to get rid of that because I would love to attract an amazing partner where we could be just partners to each other in life, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, interesting. So, well, Chantel, and I know I've, I've spoken, you know, we've spoken about this a few times and um, like, can I just ask like, like what, like if you had to pinpoint sort of the crux of that energy, what does having a, I think the words you used were like loving, supporting partner, what does that mm-hmm. mean to you? It's, the biggest thing is having um, like witness to your life. Like I, I find that I, I have a ton of fun in life and what I do. I'm, I've, I've always been adventurous. I've traveled all over the world. You know, I'm up for, and it's just having that person alongside um that can witness that you know and it in and just i just think that would be incredible okay cool yeah, yeah i mean i love the tools i love the tools that oh did we lose blossom oh no she's nope, there i'm here um hey um but yeah i just i love the tools that that blossom's been giving here and and you can just sort of like tailor them to your own life like like what does having a loving relationship mean to you and everything that is you know destroy and uncreate it all what would having a husband be to you what is being a wife to you and and I just love those tools and um I'm excited to to use them after this call but um Yeah. yeah I don't know if you had anything to add there Blossom yeah well one one thing for me was so I when I started dating I really really actually didn't think I wanted a relationship and, and didn't want to get married, obviously. We've heard what marriage mean to me, meant to me. <laughs> but um, but um, what I got really clear on was I had sort of made a list of the energies that I desired in my life. And I do this exercise continuously, um, you know, so I have a more current one. Um, but just going, okay, so 
Um, you know, if you'd like somebody to travel with, awesome. If you'd like somebody who listens to you and in the middle of the night when you're confused about something, if you'd like somebody who really nurtures your body, if you'd like um, somebody who you create a lot with, um, maybe talking about consciousness and being on that journey is really important to you. And write all of it down. Like this isn't an either or. This is like, no, this is what I would like to have in my life. But the most significant or important step for me was the next piece, which was just being willing for those energies to all come from anywhere. So, for instance, um, like I can have the greatest epiphany about consciousness in the world. Like I can realize, oh my gosh, I was being superior and that was showing up in this way and that was ruining my life and I wasn't creating here. Like I can have this whole mind world-altering realization. And Ron is so sweet because he will listen to anything I say. So I will go and I'll be like, and this, and it made me realize this, and so then I was asking this and this. And then when I'm done, often he'll be like, hey, where do you want to go to dinner? Or, ah, cool, I'm going to go catch the end of the soccer match. So if I needed him to be my consciousness-altering conversations, like world-altering conversations about consciousness, I would continuously be disappointed, and it just wouldn't work. But that energy is still on my list. Like, I love having conversations like that and facilitating and being facilitated, and that's where I have friends for. You know, I go, cool, what would it take to have that energy in my life? So I call Stephanie. I could call Julia. I could call Megan. I can go, oh, my gosh, look what I just realized, and they would celebrate it, and they'd ask me more questions, and we'd get deeper into the nooks and crannies. And this is sort of a long, a long response to this, but... Um, I went, okay, do I require that energy out of the person that I live with? And the answer is no. But then I go, okay, do I, living with somebody wasn't a requirement either on my list. That was, again, like, would it expand my life? Would it be fun? Would it create more? So um, I really suggest that you make a list of, like, all the things that you desire, but then if you're willing, like, destroy and uncreate where you think they need to come from, what you think it's going to look like, um, you know, this, what the whole package is. Because you might find, you know, you get really one kind of amazing body nurturing from this body worker that you have, and you create in these three different businesses you have. So that gets fulfilled. And it puts a lot less pressure on this person who, if you find them, if you go, okay, it is light to live with this person or adventure with this person, puts a lot less pressure on them if they don't need to fill all these other things and you're willing to get your, your needs met all, all over the world. Um, hmm. Cool. Very, very cool. Very Thank cool. you. You know, and another thing, uh, like just adding on what Blossom said, like if, if it doesn't, it might not come from where you think it will. Like um, I asked, I have this energy of like, it was sort of this energy of being around a table with people, like creating something. And it wasn't really tangible what we were creating, but like I had this really strong energy of being with a group of, you know, three or four people and having this creative, expansive, ever expanding energy together. And, that was 
I, you know, I asked, like, what's it going to take to have this? Like, it was so beautiful and so nurturing and so life for me. And so I just kept asking, and I didn't have a concept of where it was going to come from. And then I started coming down to South Carolina, and I found myself one night sitting around the kitchen table with Anthony and his three kids. And we were talking and creating things and laughing and talking about access. And I was like, whoa, I did not think that it would ever show up in this situation mm-hmm. um but it it was this really amazing thing so it's like i i just adding to what blossom said it's like you don't ever know where it's going to come from and if you say well it has to be in a guy and it has to be you know this this and this and total support it's really hard to bring that into into this reality yeah and what's interesting to me too Julia about your past is you did give up like the the need require that intense need to get married before you chose it I yeah. do think I do think it really needs to to be a choice like for everyone you know what would it take to where you go, okay, I'm committed to my life. I'm committed to me. I'm committed to me creating a life that I love. And if a individual male comes along who's part of that and it's going to create more in the world, great. But if that looks like, you know, this band of women that gallivants around the world or, I mean, like, if that shows up in a really different way, are you willing to, like, allow the future you've asked for to come in whatever form it does? And I think when you go, okay, so I don't need to get married, but I'm I'm not going to vomit when the word comes up. <laughs> you can be an allowance of that being one of the possibilities that the universe can throw out to give you the future that you desire. Well, then that's where I feel like there's a possibility of, of actually having what you want. Instead of, you know, I need to get married, then you find the husband, you have the projections, and it's it's probably not going to create the happiness that you desired anyway if it comes from that place. Yeah, that feels cool. really heavy. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, it, it just one other thing. It just brings up, I hear have Gary's voice in my head saying, you know, if you ever ask for someone to show up to support you, then you have to create hardships to be supported through. And he's like, give up support. So, you know, anywhere any of you are looking for someone to support you, uh, will you destroy and create it all? Right now, I'm good and bad, all nine pod pox, shorts, boys, and beyond. Cool. Well, thank you for the question, Chantel. That took us down a whole slew of other topics. That's wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. You're welcome. Cool. So, yeah. All right. So we were talking about marriages, and, um, yeah, I would just love to hear a little bit more about like, I'm just curious, like, how has your marriage progressed and changed over the last three years from, you know, the beginning to, you know, the day-to-day and you traveling and creating and, and um, like, what has it created for you? Yeah, um, you know, that's an ongoing, that's an ongoing dance. Um, Gary told me at the beginning 
um, like right after I got married, that Ron was going to require more of my time. Actually, he, he told everybody I was going to leave access to, which he's either wrong or he's still in the future because I have not proved him right on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, he, he had the point of view, too, that Ron was going to require a lot more of my time. And I sort of resisted that um, as well and was like, no, I'm going to work just as much, and I'm going to work just as hard. And so I think I spent the first year trying to prove that nothing had changed. Mm -hmm. Um, And that wasn't actually true either, because um, it wasn't that Ron required my time like, I need you to not travel, I need you, but he likes being with me, (laughs) and we like doing things together. (laughs) So the willingness to realize, like, oh, wait, you know, like if, if he'd like to create a trip to Antarctica or pop over to somewhere or like that, that he has, I don't even know how to say this, but that you are, as somebody with, like consciousness, I have more consciousness or awareness than Ron, generally, what I'm choosing on a daily basis. And that's not really a judgment. That's just because my life is sort of about functioning for more and more consciousness. So I do, I do get to be aware of, like, okay, what does he require? What's going to create more for him? What's going to create more for me? What's going to create more for us? Um, and then make choices from what I know about that. So I feel like I'm, I'm talking about seven different things right now. But no, you're making example, a lot of sense. <laughs> cool. So one example of that is like we're, we're living in Michigan right now. So when I first got married, or half of the year, when I first got married, I was like, I don't want to live in the Midwest. I, like it felt, it felt I had all these points of view about the Midwest and judgments. I hadn't actually been here. It's actually really beautiful. Um, <laughs> And so we tried, we tried living in Austin briefly. We tried, um, we needed to live somewhere, not just California full-time. But when I realized, hold on, where could we live that he would be the happiest, he would be the most, like, creative and connected? Um, and so choosing to move to Michigan, and I, and I had a conversation about this with Gary, I was like, oh, hold on, if I put him near his kids, near his family, near his network, and I make sure that he never gives up his dreams for me, then I have so much more freedom. Right. So, so I, I sort of, you know, one of my wedding vows was actually, I promise I'll never give up my, my dreams for you, or basically my life, I won't let you be my life, but I'll include you in my life. And so I feel a little um, responsible is the wrong word, but in, in charge of making sure that that is true for both of us. So right. knowing, hey, where, where can we be where he would create the most, where he would create a life, where I don't become the source of his life. Um, so it's right. definitely been a dance. You know, I, I, have, I do travel a little bit less now. I'd say before we got married, I traveled three weeks a month. Now I try to be home at least two weeks a month because I like it and he likes it and it, it works, you know, and that's not a contract and that I'm sure will look totally different next year too. Um, but but it, it is sort of this continuous uh, dance and creation. Yeah. No, that's really neat. For me, I, you know, one thing that has been really 
lovely and fun is to be able to travel with Anthony to all of these classes. And that's not something that I ever imagined myself doing, um, you know, to be able to, to travel the world with somebody, you know, I'm sure like I had considered it or I I had never considered it. And, and just to, to pull somebody in who's willing to do that has been such a gift. And, um, but the thing is also, I think there's sort of a misconception about dating somebody who does access versus dating somebody who doesn't do access. And like it, it, that really is a very false sort of, superficial way of looking at it. it you know um, you want the person that you're with to be choosing more all the time because if they're not you know that's kind of a drag but like having the judgment that you know this person has to be doing access consciousness for them to get me and be with me and for me to enjoy my life with them is really not true and and being with Anthony it is fun I do love talking to him about um access and the classes and things like that but that's just one part of our day you know it's not like we're we're constantly doing that or we're always in each other's business with that Um, we'll co-facilitate now and again which is really fun but you know it's not it's not the prerequisite that I think that that most people think it is and and I know a lot of I've just heard a lot of conversation in Access about like, oh, you know, it'd be amazing. You know, a lot of people said to me, it would be amazing to be with a guy who does Access, and and I'm just like, ah, oh, you're really cutting yourself off at the knees with that, with that point of view, because um, you know, it does add to my life, but it's it's like that can come in a lot of different packages, and it doesn't necessarily need to be contributed to you in that way. So, yeah. And there's so many people who um, do access who may not be energies that are fun for you. And just because somebody does access doesn't mean they're choosing to live from consciousness. It doesn't mean that they're asking real questions. It doesn't mean anything. So, again, I look at what's actually relevant to you. Um, You know, for me, like if I was going to live around somebody, it has to be somebody who's a lot of space. Um, somebody yep. who doesn't judge me. Like, that's an access thing, but that's just a non-negotiable. Like, I can't be judged in my own house for who I am, for how I create, for how weird I am, for whatever. Um, so Ron doesn't do access, but he lives from a lot of the energies that make something work for me. You know, he's uh, willing to let me change. He doesn't control what I do. He supports what I'm creating. Um, so in that sense, that has worked. And, and not that um, – and actually, you know, you can't I, – I don't think you can spend this much time with me for six years without the number, of, the number of access tools that come out of his mouth regularly without him even knowing about it <laughs> is astonishing. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to know what. going to be more conscious. <laughs> Exactly. Well, what would it take for this to change? Or, well, how else could we look at that? Or, um, well, what if it wasn't like that? You know, <laughs> he started talking to his friends about about judgment and how the church needs to give up judgment. And I was like, oh, you're like a secret spokesperson for access. <laughs> um, I can't believe but, you guys have been together for six years. When you said that, it's like that that went by really, really fast. I know. You guys I can't were dating either. Sort of just when I started coming around access it's really flown by fast yeah it's been very 
it has been fast and 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 kind of fun. Yeah. 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 Well, that's awesome. So. Awesome. Um, so, if does anyone have any other questions? If we don't, we'll probably call her a day there. This was an awesome conversation. Who knew we both had so much to say about it? It was like such a strong, saucy. It was. It was like talk about me, talk about me. Yeah. So. I guess. I guess the other thing that I want to say or chime in before we end is just this. Um, like whatever you choose, whether you're alone or in a relationship and dating or you're married or you have that label or you don't, there's so many misconceptions about relationship. Like you still get to create whatever works for you with whatever, um, I don't want to say rules work for you, like, but sort of. Like you get to create, every relationship is its own creation. And so you may look around the planet and see there's nothing here. Nobody's doing something that matches what I want. You know, um, you might go, gosh, a little bit of what Julia has or a little bit of what Gary and Dane have or a little bit of what Simone and Brendan have, you know, but nothing really matches what I want. And I would go, cool. So you get to create your own reality on this topic. Um, and, and I'd really just invite you to play with that. Like I spent a lot of time playing with that concept before choosing any sort of relationship. And then I sort of shop for my reality. Like dating was a big, gosh, what would this like be like? What would this life be like? And not as though I got it right. There is, there is no right answer to that. But, but it really is, you know, if, if it wasn't, a relationship as you think it is or a marriage as you think it is like you just get this chance to create things with other people on the planet with whatever set of um, energies that go with them that that you create and step into so um, yeah yeah what if marriage yeah, isn't a thing really wide open yes this this topic just a disclaimer was not to say you know Marriage is the way. Marriage is, is just a choice that happened to be really light for each of us. But I always abide by the rule, if, if, if a relationship, if this relationship is not making my life ten times greater, then I'm not going to be in it. And it's just that constant questioning of like, you know, what's going on here? What's my point of view? What is possible? What can we create? Is this still working? You know what else is possible, and and um, I, I love I like that. I um, always remember that saying. It's like what you desire has not been created here yet in regards to relationships. So thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Cool. So awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the show. This has been a really good resurrection of the weekly podcast. Yeah, I'm excited you're doing these again. So yeah. How much yeah, fun it feels can you really have? good. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. And thank you to all of those of you on the line. Thank you to Chantel for the question. And um, I'll have this posted up on the web within the next 24 hours. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Blossom. Thanks, Julia. Bye. Bye.